Hello and welcome back to my podcast, Control-Alt-Delete. This is Emma Gannon speaking and thank you again for tuning in to another episode. So today's guest is Alice Tams. She is a full-time illustrator running her own business from a studio in South London. She is the creator of a popular series of illustrations of birds wearing a variety of hats. I actually have a selection of these prints hanging in my bedroom um, as a present from my boyfriend. You can find her products online at her shop alicetams.com or in the Etsy shop and physically in some of her stockists. In December 2013, Alice drew a penguin in a Christmas hat and jumper and had used it on some of her Christmas card designs. The following year, in December 2014, Alice was uh, contacted by several of her friends to tell her that they'd seen a very, very similar drawing in a supermarket on a jumper featuring a penguin in a hat wearing the same Christmas jumper. They all thought that Alice had licensed her penguin design to this supermarket, well, because it looked pretty identical to Alice's design. We talk about how she dealt with that legally and all of the lessons along the way. I hope you like this episode and enjoy listening to our conversation and make sure you follow Alice online at Alice Tams across most of the social medias. Thanks again for tuning in. Here it is. Hi, Alice. Hi. <laughs> this is so nice to have you because I obviously have your illustrations on my wall in my bedroom. And <laughs> I, since I received those as a gift, I've followed you on Instagram and I love your stuff. Thank you very much. So thank you so much. Um, so I haven't had anyone on the podcast yet who is a writer and illustrator. Mm. Your main thing at the moment is? It's a brand called Birds in Hats. Which is exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> well, yeah. not exactly. They're not actually birds and hats, but I'm, I'm illustrating them. Yeah, which is the ones I have. Yes, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, people listening now, I'll leave a link. You'll know what we're talking about <laughs> um, when you see them. But, um, yeah, so have you always wanted to do what you're doing now? Was that always the aim? Um, no, actually. There was never an aim, which sounds really unprofessional and is maybe not what people want to hear, but... I vaguely always wanted to be an illustrator. I always wanted to be an artist and to make work from creative work. I was always scared of real jobs as such, but um, I didn't know how to do it. And I kind of wimped out of doing an art degree at the last minute. I was going to go to Edinburgh College of Art when I was 18 and at the last minute changed to a creative writing degree at Goldsmiths, Mm. which was kind of like a compromise because Goldsmiths is, of course, a very famous art uni, but I was doing an academic degree. I mean... Still not a massively useful one, but it felt more like sensible and academic. Um, So I did that and I just kept drawing. Mm. I find I need to draw every day, especially um, kind of telling stories. So it's kind of linked to writing as well. So um, in my second year of uni, I started to draw these birds in hats and I set up a blog basically for my friends to follow. And just very slowly and organically, people just started to follow it. And then um, a magazine, O'Cumley, featured me. And that was like 2011. It was like one of their first issues. And I was just out of the blue, got my email. And then maybe two or three people emailed me being like, oh, I'd like to buy your prints. I was like, Google, what is prints? (laughs) (laughs) It was that unprofessional. Like, I didn't think I was talented enough to be a full-time illustrator. I had like a home printer in my house chair in second year. And I like shoved 20 pieces of card through and decided to make greetings cards broke my printer so most expensive run of cards i've ever done um and i think i sent them to a shop in a little shop in brighton that had just opened i emailed them and sorted something out and i set up an etsy shop you know it's so easy there were no fees i'm not on commission or anything Mm. it's just that is how i started yeah um and i don't think i even sold anything in the first six months i think my mum bought a card just to break yeah yeah. (laughs) The, the stretch 
I think I did, um, my first event was a Crafty Fox market. Again, there are these markets in London. If you're mm. in London in the least bit creative, you will have seen them. And it was um, a few years ago now in the Dogstar pub in Brixton. And I just went along and with my like handmade prints and cards oh. and all that. And I made some money. And I was just about to leave uni then. I was not really sure what I wanted to do. Like I tried out internships in publishing and really hadn't enjoyed them. Um, so I knew I kind of wanted to do some freelance, but still without a clue. But with this sort of small following. Yeah. That must um, have been a thrill. Like, oh God, yeah. Kind of knowing like, oh, I can actually monetize this. Yeah. In that, a way that feels good for me. Yeah, it was crazy. Like literally every time someone bought one card, I was like, are you, are you sure? But what are you doing? <laughs> so that gave me the idea. And um, I mean, I, I graduated. I got a full-time job at a pub immediately because, you know, got to pay the bills. Yeah. Um, but I kind of, alongside that, just kept experimenting. You know, I'd sort of, I literally started with 20 quid. Like I'd chuck 20 quid in, get some cards out, sell them at the market, yeah. and then use those profits to keep going. Mm. And just very, very slowly expanded. Um, so I then got a market on Brick Lane every Sunday because I had a really nice boss at my pub who used to let me take days off. Um, and I just kind of shifted the ratio. It was, there was no like dramatic, I'm quitting mm. time. <laughs> like no I like throwing in the towel. I was like, yeah. very carefully, a drop a shift when I was sure I could afford it. Yeah. And just, just did that until I think, oh God, it must have been three Christmases ago or four Christmases ago. I've been full time for like three years now mm. as an illustrator. Um, I realized I was too busy to do my pub job and I was doing one shift a week and I couldn't even manage that so mm. I had to go but even, yeah. even then the regulars were like see you in two months <laughs> oh, <do you> know, <laughs> that's, really, that's really nice quite a comforting message I guess because I, I know a lot of people who might have like a side thing mm. that becomes a full thing they mm. almost think like right yeah you have to make this dramatic sort of I'm moving I'm leaving I'm quitting yeah I mean unless you've got some kind of financier which, which is fine go for the awesome quitting day but you know like Bridget Jones style but I'm I'm slow and steady. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so um, we were talking about a little bit about this before we started recording, but I I have this like thing as well where I want to know almost about people how they knew they wanted to be creative and how yeah. they get that like the validation that's even possible because mm. when you don't know anyone else when you're growing up who is in any way kind of making a living every single day from creating art like yeah. it sounds crazy, doesn't it? Sometimes. Yeah. Oh, I had no one like that. Where, yeah. like, where was the first inkling of kind of I'm going to go and do even a creative degree, or that it could be a thing? Um, I don't know. I think maybe I was sort of like I, I say this all the time, and it's way too eloquent for it to be me. So I'm sure it's a quote. But there's like the fine line between bravery and stupidity is success. I'm, yeah, definitely, I didn't invent that. Um, but I think I was a bit stupid and a bit brave, and it worked out okay. So mm. we can call me brave now. But had I have just sort of had a useless creative degree and no idea what to do with it, then maybe, maybe we'd be calling me stupid now. But I know um, what you mean about it's almost like naivety. You know? It's yes. almost like not knowing yeah. any better because you're you're just like, oh, what, what have I got to lose? Yeah, I was eighteen and you know I got fairly decent grades and I just sort of looked up creative. I knew it had to be creative, but I just I just wasn't thinking past. I mean, yeah, past graduating, which is kind of terrible. But I just sort of figured. I'll be right. Yeah. Is there anyone else in your family who like has ever done a 
sort of similar thing. Like no, no. I mean, my mum was a good artist. I think when she was growing up, she and she definitely encouraged me. Like I was given just free reign, given a lot of crayons, and mm. I, I definitely was good at art from an early age. But we you know my mum works in um, in my old school, and my dad's a lorry driver, so <laughs> not massively creative backgrounds. Um, but I mean, it, it depends what you define success by. I think they would like my family would be happy with me as long as I was happy. Yeah. And I've chosen something that makes me very happy, so yes. that's cool. But if, if being an accountant would have made me happy, then they would have been proud of me to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, not, not being harsh to accountants, I like, they are heroes. Yeah, yeah. As a sort of very, yeah, diff very different job. Yeah, oh my God, talking of like self-employment <laughs> and doing a creative job. Yes, accountants oh, are so God. good. Thank God for them. <laughs> yeah, hey, it's coming accounts. up to that um, yeah, time yeah. of year now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yet again, I've broken all resolutions to stay completely on top of things. Yeah, same. Um, so do you work on your own most days? Yeah. And yeah. do you enjoy that? I do really enjoy it. I think it's a real luxury because I'm, I'm very, I am very chatty. Um, but I think it's partly because I spend so much time on my own. Like from, maybe not when I was working in the pub, but since going full time, I'll easily go from 9am till 6pm, which is kind of the working day I give myself these days, without talking to anyone you know emails don't really count so yeah. I'll come home and I feel like I feel like I've got like an allotted amount of chat and it doesn't get used yes. in the week so I come home and like just shout at my housemates no I'm, <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the same with like night like not nights out I don't really go out, out mm. anymore but like um in the pub for example everyone's yeah. like okay like time to go home I'm like no 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 I'm out yeah. I'm out of the house yeah yeah <laughs> it's so exciting yeah I mean I, I have a studio now but for the first couple of years I used to work from home from a tiny tiny little flat that I, I shared with my friend who was so tolerant to the boxes and the glitter and all the crap that came with it <laughs> like, yeah it was like it was above a pub in Newcross with like I don't know it was probably 400 square feet the whole thing mm -hmm. <laughs> So is that, so you have a studio now? Now I do, but yeah. back then you worked. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's the thing, like you look at some illustrators and they've got, you know, their website, an accountant, and they've got all this stock and a shop and a studio, and it looks, I mean, to me, it looked impossible to achieve, but when you actually do it, you realize it's tiny baby steps. Yeah. So like you sort of, each new product takes a few months to get in, mm. and. And yeah, moving into a studio was a big, scary step for me because it's, um, I mean, I... It's like rent times two, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So you're, you're almost like renting a whole different... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's slightly cheaper than what you'd pay to live somewhere, but it's London. It's still mm. not cheap. Um, and um, I wasn't, I really wasn't sure, but I, I had a short contract and I kind of figured, well, hopefully this will galvanise me to make more money. Yeah. And it, it did, because you have that pressure of that bill coming in every month. It really did forced me to make my work, it improved my work-life balance immensely. Mm. Like nowadays I choose to work from home sometimes, but you've, it's not healthy full time. No, no really. I agree. <laughs> What's your commissioning process like with sort of anyone who wants something? Do you have like a, an agent or team or anything? Or is no. it just very sort of... I've thought about an agent from time to time and I have been approached, because um, I do trade shows, um, like for my whole, the wholesale side of my business. But I quite, I kind of figure I've got this far on, on my own. Mm. Um, I'll just try it out a bit further because I, I, I guess, again, because of my naivety and total cluelessness about the, the world of illustration, I, I didn't really know what an agent did. Mm. And I wasn't sure, again, wasn't sure I was good enough to get commissions, which I do, I do now do yeah, quite yeah. a lot of commissions on the side. 
but when I started out, I just, you know, I just did my birds mm. and hats and that yeah. was fine because it was just silly. But if you're naturally a good negotiator, mm. I don't think, yes, you probably wouldn't need as much. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not anti them at all, but I, I haven't needed one so far. Mm. And I, I, I do, sometimes I wonder what direction my business and my work would have gone in if I, if I had had one, but there's, there's no point wondering yeah. about stuff like yeah. that. But, um, well, that kind of leads me on to, I was, was going to ask you about mm. a story that happened to you, which oh, yeah. is now kind of something you can talk <laughs> about on a podcast, like, it's happened, but at the time, I can't imagine how difficult it must have been, but um, you must have needed people around you, like, two years ago when... So, well, you can explain it. But basically, um, Alice, I, I heard about this from a mutual friend of mine and I was like, mm. oh my God, I think lots of people could learn from what yeah. happened. So essentially, a, um, a company stole one of your designs, didn't they? Well, I'm not allowed to say stole. <laughs> really? I can see the fear in your eyes. Oh no, okay. <laughs> no, no, the, one, the, one, the weird thing, you know, I haven't ever signed an NDA. I am totally free to talk about it. And it was settled and I ended up happy eventually mm -hmm. um, but yeah a, a supermarket which um, I think I am I'm legally allowed to name but I feel like I just won't so yeah we can say a big supermarket yeah, a big a big, big a chain well known one big old chain in the UK <laughs> um, <laughs> well the weird thing about it actually is it wasn't quite them it was a supplier I mean the legal responsibility fell with them um, but it it wasn't anyone on their personal design team and to be honest through the whole legal kerfuffle I kind of learned you don't take these things personally. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, basically a jumper turned up, a Christmas jumper in uh, 2014 with a bird in a hat on it that I would say bore a striking resemblance to one of my illustrations. That's, that's like probably the, the, that's the, the best. That's a technical <laughs> term, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, like uncanny. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. So much so that a lot of my followers um, started sending me photos of it. I, I remember it so clearly because. Um, I mean, as an illustrator, you, you get ripped off from time to time, and often it'll actually be smaller businesses, and there is also a case for, I had a really good phrase for this, and it's completely gone out of my head, mutual inspiration, that's mm. it. That does happen. I have seen illustrators work before and thought, shit, I had that idea, I, I better not draw it now. So, yeah. I'm, you know, I, I err on the side of caution, you know, don't go in guns yeah. or It's like blazing. if I wanted to draw a lady wearing a pineapple necklace, because yeah. you're wearing one right <laughs> yeah. now, you couldn't necessarily say like, I'm sure there's lots of people wearing pineapple jewelry. Yeah. Is yeah. that, is that, okay, that's a really bad analogy, but. No, but like you, you came up with that idea by yourself. Yeah. It's, it, it can happen, but, um, but obviously this was sort of like, to me personally, looked bad enough for uh, me to have a little tantrum in the living room. Because uh, I, I got mm. the Instagram for you and I, people do send me stuff all the time, like, oh, I saw this and thought mm. of you. But also, it's your thing. Like, yeah, that's yeah. what people know you for. Well, that, that's the thing. If it, I mean, I've seen birds in hats before and I thought, oh, they've had the same idea as Disney and me. And, you know, I'm not the first person to put animals in human clothing. Thank goodness, mm. because I'm a big fan of that trend. Yeah. <laughs> Long may it continue. But this was just, I opened it up and I, I just, yeah, I knew. Mm. Or so I thought, you know. Yeah, well, you, you know your own style, I yeah. guess. Like, yeah. Well, because I've seen the two pictures and like, yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, yeah. That's the thing, you know, like copying was never, ever admitted. No fault was ever admitted, but I, you just need, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what, so what happens after you discover that? Well, I was, again, uh, totally clueless. So it's like, what do I do? What are my rights? 
And I was going, I was um, taking part in the London Illustration Fair, which I did in 2014, which is another great big old London event. So I was like, brilliant, I'll just go quiz all of my, you know, contemporaries. It's mm. a really poncy way of saying that, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to quiz my contemporaries tonight. <laughs> Colleagues, <laughs> thing. we don't have yeah. colleagues, do we? You, yeah, you have, yeah, contemporaries, definitely. Yeah, yeah. okay, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna stand by it. <laughs> so, yeah, I went and I kind of asked everyone, and you know, everyone was very, very angry on my behalf, but kind of like, well, you know, that's just that's how it is. And I was just like, no, fuck that. I, I was so angry, um, and um, I called no I, I joined the charity acid uh, anti-copying in design mm. which is a uk-based charity and the name is pretty self-explanatory mm. um and is the kind of um kind of like a union but people do tend to join once they think they've been copied oh God, which yeah. is definitely the case so me. all the members are like yeah really angry. pissed off <laughs> yeah so i joined and you get a half an hour free legal counsel um with any new case that you think you might have so i just did that because you know lawyers are expensive mm. um and they put me in touch with um a guy gavin uh, from stone king and he just spent half an hour on the phone to me and it was just like you know no pressure but you should take this yeah like not saying it's going to be easy um right. you won't necessarily win any money um but you should yeah let's let's do this mm. so he took one look at it and pretty much yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um so i did yeah and it was absolutely terrifying like it, is, it is the scariest thing I've ever done because I don't, I mean, I'm not like Oliver Twist or anything, but I, I don't have a funder. Mm. I don't have thousands of pounds just lying around. I, I, I like most illustrators, I live hand to mouth. Yeah. You know, it's cool. I've made my bed, but <laughs> we, yeah. we don't have large reserves of cash. It's a difficult way to make money. Mm-hmm. So I you know, explained this to my lawyer again and again. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm that rich. Um, and he was really, really good about it. He kind of like, put off it wasn't pro bono or anything like that but he kind of was very uh, understanding with yeah. bills and things like that yeah um and it took um it took a year i mean i remember the 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 day i signed the contract like knowing how much legal bills can escalate knowing that sometimes your legal bills will escalate so much that they're actually higher than your winnings mm. so you end up in debt even you need if to be you win careful. Yeah. yeah it's a real balancing act yeah i think that night i met david attenborough too and it was the happiest and most scared I'd ever be. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was too much. That was yeah. too much emotion. That's like a, an assault on all the, all yeah. sen- on all the senses. <laughs> I remember having to just like get an Uber home at night because I just couldn't like walk straight. Just like, what's, oh what's, what is my life? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. That, oh my god, that's absolutely crazy. But um, did you... How did you navigate that? Like, did, was it all like your own gut instinct or? Um, no. Well, I mean, in the end, um, it turned out all right. It turned out great, but it took a year. And knowing what I know now from it, I would have handled it very differently. Like my lawyer was absolutely great, but the, pro- the mistake I made is seeking reassurance from people that are not qualified legal experts. And I had a lot of people, especially in the early days, because I, I got an offer from the supplier, not from the supermarket, because we, we dealt with the supplier most of the time because yeah. it's actually them that we were yeah. chasing. Um, but it didn't explain anything, how it happened. It made no promises to never use the image again. It, you know, it just was really unfair and, well, so I thought. So I had to turn down this offer in like the first half of the year that actually would have really sorted me out still. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just got called an idiot by so many people. Oh. And it really... You know, like, how dare yeah. you, you know, oh, well, how how much would you license this image for? You, you know, if they've offered you more than that, you should just take it. 
And I was like, but, you know, my, my gut instinct deep down was like, but you don't take the first offer and it wasn't fair and it's not about the money. I, I was asking for information I was legally entitled to, so yeah. why not fight for that? But it was a stressful time. Yeah. <laughs> and I got, I, got really, I got really anxious about it and didn't really speak to anyone about it too because um, as much as being an illustrator isn't particularly financially secure, it's a pretty chill job. Mm. Like I colour in, so I'm not used to yeah. stress, like big stress, life changing stress. Yeah, um, so if you in wanted to like full on stress, then you could have chosen a different route. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like, your job could be very stressful, but yeah. you chose for it not to be. So yeah, God, yeah. didn't think of that. Like the too extreme. It was it was the strangest thing. I mean, I I didn't and I didn't recognise it in myself at all. Um, maybe because I've just lived a lovely stress-free life up until then I just didn't know how to cope but I was doing stuff like um I was getting convinced that I was leaving the heater on in my studio or that I was leaving my home front door unlocked and I got these ideas stuck in my head and I thought I was going mad mm. and I was like to the point where I would leave the house to go and turn off the heater that obviously wasn't on it was never mm. on in my studio mm. and then I'd be like oh shit I've left the door unlocked and literally, literally be physically stuck between the two God. and I and I didn't even put two and two together and I just, I kind of, and I was so kind of ashamed of it because I'm normally, you know, got my head on fairly straight yeah. or whatever they say. And then I kind of confided in a friend one night that I'd been doing this crazy stuff and she's like, oh, well, yeah, you are trying to sue someone. I was like, yeah. Mm. Oh my God. Yeah. So- <laughs> I mean, if that hadn't been having an effect on you, it would have been almost weirder. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I mean, not sleeping is like the, probably the, the most, that's like step one. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, and it, yeah, it was. I mean, it was keeping me up at night, but I wasn't worrying. Like, oh my god, what if this never ends and I'm in tens of thousands of pounds worth of debt? It wasn't that thought. The thought was, I've left the electric heater mm. on in my studio, and the studio will definitely burn down. I wonder if, as well, it was like because t- it was taking up so much of your mental space. Mm. You were like freaking out that you hadn't done the most basic of things. Yes, you didn't yeah. have time to like be like just be you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I talked to someone about it. I mean, I. I probably should have actually sought professional help but I was okay but talking it through with some good you know really wise friends saying you know you had so much responsibility that you know yeah like you said these simple tasks there was you just transferred all Mm -hmm. these anxieties to these really simple tasks because you know I've already got like 30 grand's worth of student debt I don't want more (laughs) I think I think obviously this is a very very, uh, niche extreme example that's happened and you know pray to god like nothing ever happens like that again yeah but um it is on the whole the the topic of stress and Mm. like even just like mental like being able to deal with stuff even Mm. like the news being so awful at the moment like needing to like switch off and like take care of yourself yeah it's just a topic that i think could be an endless i hopefully an endless discussion that people are having yeah definitely because i I couldn't talk about it while it was going on i mean there was no ganging order on me or anything but my lawyer was just like don't it, it would have harmed my case of course right. so I I wasn't yeah I was kind of like on social media which is part of a big part of my business I was like oh happy look some mm-hmm. birds and hats um, and I think that duality was really harming me too to not sound too mm-hmm. like over the top but I had no outlet and I wasn't looking after myself or even acknowledging why I might be stressed and the minute I kind of realised that there was some kind of transference going on, I'd stopped worrying about these stupid things yeah. and continued to lock the door. <laughs> but no, but that's so interesting that you say that because I think on, on even like a smaller scale, mm. um, 
why like i think people can sometimes mask the truth mm. even if it's tiny and petty yeah you can have like this lovely online life yeah but really you're yeah. so stressed out but then you're kind of like lying to yourself yeah yeah, yeah. and you don't care about lying to other people it's like you're lying to yourself yeah definitely you're not even saying to yourself i'm having a shit day yeah i mean it definitely opened my eyes um in terms of social media as well because before or you know that stressful year of mine um, I would get down looking at people's Instagram feeds, you know, illustrators or small businesses that I admired, being like, oh, why can't I be as good as them? Um, blah, blah, blah. Uh, or why, why can't, you know, everything be as perfect as it, it's mm. going for them? And then just demonstrating myself how that's They're so probably easily looking at you. bullshit. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I'd be, I, once it got settled and it was all okay, I could talk about it sort of last Christmas and so many people would just, didn't didn't know we're like what mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. that just made it now i look at that kind of the whole feed like twitter facebook instagram all those things like i i can enjoy it with a pinch of salt and yeah like never assume that things are going perfectly for anyone no like, never that's what it's designed to make it look like is happening yeah that's actually one reason i've really enjoyed doing this podcast bringing back the art of like real conversation really because yeah um, you know you, you see things and it's like oh I, I saw you had a really good time on your holiday and then mm. and then you kind of get into it and you're like well actually this is going on yeah and yeah, i think yeah. people just I think want to hear the truth. Oh, definitely. But yeah. they also want to look at pretty pictures. Yeah. So it's you like, can have both. yeah, you can totally have both. <laughs> mm. You know, you don't you don't have to turn your Instagram into like gross pictures of pasta. Yeah. You can put the avocado <laughs> on. But you know, I love a good caption. I do love like an honest caption. Yeah, yeah. No, there needs to be. Yeah, there's got to be a balance. There could there needs to be more honesty in social media. But podcasts, I think, are a pretty honest platform because I listen to shitloads of podcasts. Yeah, you were saying that you listen when you're yeah, when doing I your work. Yeah. And I, I draw maybe, if I'm lucky, 50-60% of the working week. I try and take on as many commissions as possible. I'm always doing new illustrations and you know new products mm-hmm. and things. It's amazing. It's just a totally separate part of the brain. And I'm no neurologist or anything, but you can be completely engaged in a really great uh, audiobook or podcast or interview whilst doing something very creative at the same time. That's so, so interesting. I'm very isn't it? lucky to That's be able really to do that. Cool. So when people ask me for podcast recommendations, I get this like list as long as my arm out, and they're like, oh, yeah. "Do you have a life?" But you must <laughs> learn so much because some of it's like really sort of. I mean, my, yeah. not necessarily like well, it's not no, scientific I've, or anything. I've but. learned a lot from yours. I really love yours. I love I love conversations. I, I love just listening to two people talk yeah. and it, I, like you said earlier I spend so much time alone and I do love it but it can get lonely so it's kind of like having two lovely peeps yeah. just sitting in your studio and that's why I love the radio still it's like mm. it's so it's I've yeah I've loved that for, for as long as I can remember actually in the mornings radio or podcast because yeah. like you say it, I think your brain almost doesn't know the difference it's like yeah, it, yeah, it could just be yeah. people in the room yeah, chatting definitely it's very comforting Where so now like mm-hmm. you now 2016 nearly Christmas oh my god yeah. um, how <laughs> like how are things looking back are you kind of thinking like what's in store for the future yeah I am I'm thinking a lot you must about have grown a lot yeah hugely like as much as it was a very, very stressful thing to happen. I mean, you could argue that the stress was self-inflicted. Nobody made me chase it, other than myself. Um, mm. 
and you know it could have gone a different way but it, it ended really well and it actually um, we, there was an out of court settlement in the end and it was all sorted um, and I was happy with the result eventually yeah. it shouldn't have were taken you happy? a year obviously don't disclose anything too much but <laughs> were you happy emotionally because they were you know you got the reaction from them or you, was it like a financial thing that you were um, like thank, thank you yeah it was more it was more just for it to be over for to not be in debt to have like a little bit of you know money from it at the end you know not enough to buy a house or anything but I, I went on a very extravagant trip to Japan at the nice. start of this year god you deserve that yeah I almost <laughs> wanted to caption every Instagram photo like this is not a normal Instagram like no not a normal illustrator's holiday yeah not normal <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that, that was awesome and that would never have happened without that happening so and also I, I grew a huge amount as a person but yeah if you're looking for an emotional type of closure from that kind of thing it's not going to happen because you know going into it I took it so personally and then coming out of it I realized it's not personal it's just how the big creative industries work mm -hmm. there's no one sitting there going like haha I'm gonna fuck up Alice's day yeah <laughs> but did you ever get to the end um, like to the not, to how they got to your images not really but I mean it was one of my most popular illustrations um, mm. that I thought might might have been <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it was so in, I always in assumed shops. that yeah it was on it was on my calendar which is like my most popular item product every mm. year um, it was the December bird and it was on the front cover and it was my most popular Christmas card back from 2013 so I was kind of like well, yeah. There's loads of ways. Yeah, I, I never yeah. really wondered about that. I, yeah. I just, and you know, you don't, I don't really need, um, I thought I went into it thinking like, all right, I want an apology. And by the end of it, you just like, you're a bit more mellow about stuff like that because it isn't personal, but nor should you take it lightly. Yeah. You know, it's a big ask for saying everyone needs to fight it because there's loads of times you can't win. I've been ripped off by companies in China more times than I can count. Mm. You don't chase them. There's no money in it and you'll never win. Mm. You know, you have to know, know when to fight your battles and always get good, solid legal advice. Yeah. Is there any like smaller, ta more tactical ways of, of avoiding anything? Like, like um, you know when you see like a watermark on a picture or yeah, something I mean, over the picture so that... You... It can work, but the thing is with me is I, I make a lot of my income from prints. And they have to be like super lovely, big, fancy illustrations. Like watermark. I hate watermarks, <laughs> and I'm not sure whether they actually. And then, help. Isn't there anything like a signature on your the ones yeah. that I've got? Yeah, yeah. I always sign them. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. um, that's that's part of what you buy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. Signature. You have yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I regret deciding to sign all my prints because oh, no, I think it's. I'm needed. now at the stage where every sort of few months I get a new um, lot in and I sit oh, there all right. day signing and signing. Yeah. Sometimes it, I'm listening to podcasts and I start to sign like the podcaster's name instead of my own. In the <laughs> yeah. I've honestly written Bob. Yeah, I've written Harry Potter in the corner once because I was oh listening God, to one of the Yeah, because if you're just doing it without really yeah. like, thinking, yeah, you would. Really switch on. That's so funny. That's a special edition, that one. <laughs> I think art would look weird without a signature. Yeah, you, you, you've yeah, got Someone it. out there has got a bird in a hat by Harry exactly. Potter. Yeah. <laughs> now you've got to sign it. But no, I, I'm feeling really good about it. And like, I don't regret anything. It wasn't... As much as I chose to go into it, I didn't choose for it to happen and the outcome turned out to be good, yeah. really great. Like, I am looking, I really want to make socks next year. Oh, that's <laughs> such a cool idea. Because really, I've concentrated on stationery for so long and I love, like, I love, I'll always do prints and I'll always do my calendar every year because that's like a really fun project. 
to do like 12 brand new illustrations just for that. Yeah, yeah. I always look forward to doing that every year. But um, I don't know, I feel like going not into fashion, because it's, uh, I don't know anything about it. Mm, I've seen quite a lot of illustrators, well not a lot, I follow mm. like three. I think it's called like Jean... Julian? Jean Julien? Yeah, Jean Julien, yeah. He's really like t-shirts and bags with like the smiley face on. I'm always really jealous of illustrators that can do a minimalist style because it's like, it's an impossible skill for me. Like I overwork every illustration. Yeah, they're and, so yeah, beautiful. But just... I guess that's why they work for pieces of art on the wall. Yeah, definitely. Like yeah. to be able to say so much with so few lines, it's a skill that I do not possess. Yeah. <laughs> Would you ever write and illustrate something? Yeah, I would. I, I, it's, it's in the pipelines. Hopefully, mm. there are a few kids' books that I'm sort of working on. Because I mean, I probably weekly get told to do kids' books, so mm. I'm like finally going to take that advice. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to do a graphic novel one day too. But my uh, portraiture needs to come along. Mm. There's a lot I'd like to do. Oh, well, it's really <laughs> exciting because there is so much that you, you. It's almost like you're in that position now where. The world, you know, the world really is your oyster in terms of like. Oh, that's nice. No, it's <laughs> true. Because like Birds mm. and Hats by you is a brand, visual, yeah, visual one, um, that you could take it anywhere. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I used to regret not using my real name because I think most illustrators do, but I actually think Birds and Hats is it's not a bad brand name, and I'm not actually bored of the concept, so I'm quite happy to keep drawing Birds and Hats. I just. I want to do something slightly different with Yes. This. Well, that's actually, I was going to ask, you know, anyone doing a similar thing mm. over time can get a little bit, well, not like extremely bored or anything. No, you just, can. You just get a little bit tetchy. Yeah, like, yeah, what definitely. Else? You, it's peaks and troughs. Like, I will go through a week of just being like, oh my God, for God's sake, yeah. I just want to write or I just want to do this. How do you keep yourself, even on a week to week basis, kind of like motivated, I guess? Or at least on your toes in terms of like happiness in your creativity? Um... Good question. Um, lots of podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what I do is I always make sure that I've got a commission booked, no matter how busy I am, because I'm so busy at Christmas. I mean, I have a warehouse that dispatches my stock these days, so it's not actually as bad as it was a few years ago when my studio would just turn into like a packing office mm. for a whole month. But it's still really, really busy. But yeah, no matter how busy I am, no matter how many markets or events I've got coming up, I make sure I've got drawing, just pure drawing um, scheduled somewhere in the week. And sometimes I really, uh, you know, it's, it's really bad because I am too busy to do it, but I'm, I'm glad I do that. Yes. Um, and I try, I try to pick up new skills as much as I can because I'm not in any way trained, obviously. Um, I just try and do like, you know, like Skillshare and um, mm. Coursera and things like that. I'll always be on a course, just sort of working my way through it in the evenings. That's cool. Um, it's it improving and learning. Yeah, hopefully. Like gouache is my big love at the moment because I'm, I'm crap, but I'm trying, to, I'm trying to do just little gouache paintings of my friend's flats. Oh, that's lovely. Just strange, but it basically, it's like birds and hats. That's how that started off. Is I, li I like having a theme and then being really creative within that theme. And it's kind of a safety blanket, if that's the word. No, I know <laughs> what you mean. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just um, knowing, well, it's going to be this, but then within that, I can be really creative. Yeah. I mean, I've drawn like 300 birds and hats now. My God. I know. <laughs> and, and now I have to be, because I don't really like repeating birds or hats. I have to be so creative now because I'm running out. And, yeah. And so it's actually, I love the challenge. So Thank God for Google. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, yes. And yeah, planet Earth. But it must be David. so good that you don't need to um, 
do the all of that the packaging and stuff because have, yeah. have you read Girl Boss by Sophia no, Amoroso? No, I keep meaning to. But she because she started her vintage range like through MySpace. Yeah, and then and then it grew. But yeah. she she um, apparently um, one of her things was like the packaging always needs to be perfect when you you know I, and I guess that's the same. Now, when I get something that I've ordered online and the packaging's really cool, like mm. I remember it. Yeah. Um, but she, yeah, she'd get um, emails back from customers being like, "Your team did such a great job with the packaging," and she's like, <laughs> "If only you could see me sticking labels on on my own yeah. in my little warehouse." Yeah, I, I used to. Um, yeah, I used to do it myself. I've only had a warehouse for like two years now, um, and when I moved in, I mean, they specialise in small creative businesses, so I because I was so, so worried to let it go, but it was taking over my life, especially at Christmas. And you just kind of think, do my followers want me to actually physically pack their order or would they rather I draw something new? Yeah, spend more time actually drawing. Yeah, hopefully the answer is the latter. So I let go, but it was really tough, but I just gave them like the instructions. Like I always put in like a free mini print and a free, like all this fun stuff in the package. That's awesome. So if people want to buy anything like kind of now that maybe isn't a one-off commission Mm -hmm. where would someone go like for Uh, a Christmas present or something uh, I've got my website which is alistams.com or birdsandhats.com I've got all the URLs oh love it do they just like redirect to each other (laughs) that's great (laughs) because I am like with my brand I'm constantly like should I just be my name no, I'll be birds and hats. So. Was that post what happened that you wanted to make sure everything was covered, or did you always do that? Mm, during, right. I would say. Yeah. It's, it's the kind of thing that wakes you up. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm going to buy this. Like, I went onto Instagram and I realised that um, birds and hats was gone, and it was like this dead account. So I, um, I've applied, you know, applied for the trademark and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, 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 it, yeah. it wakes you up. Yeah, for um, sure. In a way, good. Yeah, yeah. And, and all my kind of URLs are really cheap because I've got a weird surname and a weird brand, so <laughs> I can I can just get get them all and yeah, double whammy. Hold them close to myself. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so, um, mainly, so mainly your website. Yeah, that's my website. So that's got my shop on it. Um, I've also got an Etsy shop, um, where which is birds and hats. And I sell on not on High Street too, uh, and I'm doing a bunch of markets in London. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be travelling a bit next year, so I'm actually it's going to be kind of sad. It's going to be my last Christmas in London for a while, I think. Are you going to work out? Yeah. And and is it going to be like a business venture? Sort to grow of. Things, I've just got to a point where I can kind of do this anywhere, and so I just thought, well, why don't yeah. I? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, of course. If, yeah. if you've got all the equipment and you can I mean that's that's the joy for me like yeah. I, I just need my laptop yeah and no one really asks where you are yeah. like you can be emailing from very a very bizarre exactly corner of the world no yeah. one no. it's taken a long time to get there but I, yeah, I've, I've realized I'm finally at that point where I, I yeah I can so I'm gonna you know, just you know have a little wonder yeah we'll see love that I mean a lot of places in the world are cheaper than London so yeah <laughs> I may as well pay rent there for a while exactly and it's it I guess it just the internet in general has made that um possible for yeah. so many industries oh, we're yeah. not really needing to be changed to a certain location mm. I wouldn't have a business or a, this kind of job without the internet like absolutely every bit of progress I've made has pretty much been down to the internet yeah so yeah big fan <laughs> love it thumbs up oh well thank you so much that's okay <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in every week to my podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, if you have any feedback, tweet me at Emma Gannon. I'd love to hear what you think. And also, if you have two minutes, I'd love you to leave a rating or a review on iTunes. It would That would be amazing. Thanks again and see you next week.